0: No investigation necessary. Welcome to Veasan's F1 Betting Podcast. It's lights out. Away we go, go, go! Oh, checkley is a legend.
1: Absolute animal.
0: The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mikey, this isn't right, but the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts: F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson.
2: All right, rain soaked. Weekend in the Netherlands and Mikael Miranda. Even though one of your drivers you bet on didn't even make it to, uh, to Saturday. Daniel Ricciardo breaks his head. Still, very good uh, weekend overall as Max Verstappen ties history. But I want to start off with the Alpine because as we react to the Dutch Grand Prix, Mikael, I mean, my God. Like, how, what are we supposed to do going forward? They they are complete wild cards. They've got the pace. They have no leadership. And uh, you have weekends like this where it all works out well and you get a podium and a double top ten out of it. What a... Weird, wacky race, and even though Verstappen ends up winning, the results after him are pretty fun to watch and a sight to behold in the rain.
3: Uh, you said it; they are an absolute, absolute wild card. But let's go. Let's take a look at qualifying and where we started, Right, uh, this is important to know when you watch the when you rewatch the Dutch Grand Prix. The first five laps, we saw rain before on the track, and absolutely. Spin out every single thing From qualifying on Saturday So whatever happened I was looking good on Saturday I'm like George Russell up top three Max Verstappen up there What could go wrong right What could possibly go wrong Ferrari I don't know what to say <laughs> anymore Let's just get that out of the way Alright But the other thing that comes down Is the rain right? The weather absolutely Brought so more to the track And you had to get this right. When I, when I watched back the race, which I, I had to, because I couldn't believe what I saw. I watched the race on Sunday as a fan. I watched the race on Monday as a better. I had to go back and analyze. As the F1 technical analyst that I am on here on this podcast, I had to go back, analyze and see what points did people actually set the race up for themselves. Here's the point. Lap one, lap two. That's the point, right? Because the moment the rain fell, it started to fall around the third sector towards the end of the lap. Drivers could not tell their race engineers, like, hey, I can't feel what's going on. So we're going to have to put The race engineers could not get enough data because it's, again, lap one, lap two. Of Pierre Gasly, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, and countless others who took the gamble to pit at the end of lap one. And to pit at the end of lap two. Got the best position possible. You want to know how I know this? Pierre Gasly started the grid 12th on Sunday. Right? Carlos Sainz started 6th. Sergio Perez started 7th. Now, although Sergio Perez did technically finish the race in 3rd. he sped in the pit lane. 5 second penalty. And Pierre Gasly was able to stay within the five seconds and got himself promoted to P3. And sorry when it comes down to this. I used to think that the penalties were harsh, but now I see the penalties the way they work. Why? Just because you're good on track, you have to be good everywhere. You have to follow the rules. It is patent. So we have that. Pierre Gasly, the moment he came to his end, he said box, 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 box. Very important that really propelled him to higher positions in the race and to know this benchmark when Sergio Perez also pitted at the end of lap one lap two he managed to find 20 seconds worth of pace in the upcoming laps before the race was red flagged 20 seconds just overtaking you could see him overtaking cars on the main straight coming to Tarzan corner, which is turn one just out breaking everyone by a mile and while everyone's struggling for grips okay um so it worked out well for Paris it worked out well for Alpine but as you bought back right how do we gauge Alpine where did we put them you can't put them anywhere you have to trust that you know Pierre Gasly and you know Esteban Ocon and you know what's going to happen which you can't know that you can't know what's going to happen but you're going to have to gauge their respective driving abilities their ability to talk to the race engineers to the team and convey the messages that are really important and we can't really do that So why we want to go, ah, pure guess, the top three would have not seen that. It was probably 25 to 1 in the betting scale. Yes, but what happened was a freak event. It was. It threw out everything that happened on Saturday. Right, let's go to the next topic that we have, Mercedes. How did George Russell go from podium contention to finishing on the podium to finishing out of the point and at times fighting in the lower ranks and by that i mean p18 p19 p17 that's where george was fighting most of the race concerning that mercedes and george russell weren't able to communicate back and forth and be like come in right anyone who pitted after lap two lost positions no matter what they did Unable to get back. And in the rain, and it rained twice, it it brought back the teams twice. It's difficult to overtake. Zanfor is already a track that is difficult to overtake. It's not easy there. The rain made it worse. And we saw teams struggle with that. So Mercedes need to, need to get better. But you know who I saw out of all of this, even though he did not pit at the end of lap one, lap two, I actually did not have pit at all when the rain befell. Do you know who that is, Ben Wilson? <laughs> who love am I talking how, about?
2: Lo- love, how, love how you do this. I mean, it. Uh, they, I mean, Max waited pretty, a pretty good amount of time to uh, to ultimately Max go came in. in
3: second, second lap.
2: Oh, he was lost in the shuffle. Who are you referencing, Mister uh, Mister Fernando?
3: Alonso did really also end of lap two, got positions and came up. He, he got off the line really well, actually, in the raid. He overtook from uh, P4, P5. Right. You're talking, came yeah, in.
2: pure, uh, from a pure, yeah, driving standpoint. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable F- drive.
3: Fern- Fernando, that was. Uh, I predicted him top six because if the rain did not fell, I, I did I didn't see him get anywhere past any of the drivers ahead. But when the rain fell, he showed an absolute masterclass of racing. You show what that experience of being in the sport for over a decade can bring, right? It's not just being world champion that allows you to do what you do. It's the accumulation of being in the sport for that long. That experience it allows you to judge what you have to do compared to the young drivers who just haven't fared in these conditions that often. And we saw what Fernando was able to do. The Aston Martin, absolutely splendid job that he did.
2: Which was a good, but, hit. Uh, good hit for for one, Mcale. There on the on the top six, uh, but yes, you are. Ref- are you? Who are you uh, ultimately referencing though? Because as I, I boys mentioned, in
3: blue, boys the, boys, the other blue. boys in blue. Yeah. The Williams team, the Williams garage did really well. It was unfortunate that Logan Sargeant had to retire the car, but unfortunate though. But what Alex Albin showed is that he is finally in a place of comfort in a team that is behind him and in full support of him.
2: And it's amazing too because the when we did our preview, thinking about the type of track that we were going to see, you were not high on just how the car would would naturally adapt to the conditions and you know this is all within the context of when you get a wet wet weather weekend and race in general i mean that's where chaos is going to happen it's it's something where data sometimes gets thrown out the window it becomes track management driver management all that but at the same time i mean to see albin that high in the leaderboard that long when we didn't think his car really had a good opportunity to adapt well to those conditions and then you throw in rain on top of that. I mean, it's, it's yet another, I know that was one of our first on the rise episodes, Mikhail, as far as the Williams, but that uh, seems like yet, a, yet a new benchmark that's been cleared for Albon. And, you know, and that's why I wanted to bring up, you know, the whole, the whole Alpine wildcard thought, because that, that directly impacts in the betting market. People like an Albon who is going to be on the edge of points finishes most weeks. It's going to, it's going to impact maybe when he's healthy at, at Daniel Ricardo, if, if he is uh, healthy at any point soon, like, Drivers like that who are fighting for the points, and so that's why it's so interesting to, to kind of get those two, the you know the comparison and contrast there, Mikhail, because Albon has been so impressive, and you know it's, it's I guess the question is, is this just a great run of form that he's in right now, or is there actually something to the upgrades Williams have made that maybe this is a car that can handle more, you know, more of the uh, the all around circuits, and it's not just kind of a one track
3: pony. Can I say neither. I'm going to say neither. Here's why. The question marks that you have for Alpine who aren't who aren't able to deliver consistently is what the Williams garage has ever since the acquisition of James Vowles into the team he, he has walked in and said this is the track on how we get better and it is Gospel in that garage. They are following like they've got the Bible's doctrine right there. They know exactly what to do. They're forming the blueprint to be the team that they used to be. That Sir uh, Frank Williams set them out to be. When he had Alan Prost, yeah, Senna racing in there, just absolutely dominant in the tracks we are seeing some of the spirit and some of the energy return back to the garage and the reason why Albert's able to perform race after race and it may not seem like that right there's a reason that team and he was first on the on the rise episodes is because he is on the rise williams is on the rise they are delivering race after race now it may not always be in the points but the Look what Logan Sargent is compared to Nicholas Latifi. No one ever predicted Latifi to do what Logan Sargent is doing. Now, Logan Sargent will not be scoring points at all, but he was the first American to bring the car into P-Send in his rookie season. I don't remember Nicholas Latifi doing that.
2: Guy who was basically an afterthought and uh, toward the bottom of the standings most, uh, most weeks in his time. So no, you're right. And it's something to to watch out for, because now we go to Monza. So busy week for us, Mikhail, because there's no break, no, no off week in between. We'll have our full Monza uh, race preview tomorrow. Um, p- before we wrap up real quick, any, any other final thoughts you had? We talked Mercedes. We've already hit on Ferrari and their struggles. The big weekend for Alpine. Max, even closer to making big-time history. Huge week for Fernando Alonso. And then the, the nice week that Alex Albon and Williams had. Anything else that uh, stuck out to you here? as we, we now turn the page, go from the Dutch Grand Prix into Monza next weekend.
3: It will be a bonus episode for sure, but where the hell are Alfa Romeo? What happened there? Uh, yeah. From po- that, Speaking that's of the from, thing. from podium because to in the wall, yes. At a point in time in the race, Joe was P2. Just got to say that.
2: Yep. You are right. I mean, that, that did happen. But that, again... Rain causes weird things to happen. Russell from P1 to P17. Juan Yu from P2 to to not even finishing the race. Uh, All right. The Dutch Grand Prix. It's in the rearview mirror. Mikhail, always good catching up with you. We are going to talk tomorrow. Full breakdown of the Italian Grand Prix. We go to Monza. That is happening. When we return, we'll have you on another full episode breaking down all the odds. They are going to be coming out soon. We'll we'll give you the whole breakdown when we come back. Stay tuned. More in your feed coming up this week here on the Decent Formula One betting podcast.